Welcome back to Therapist Watching Bravo with me, Amanda. And me, Madeline. We co-host the podcast together. We are therapists and friends, and we love Bravo. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We're back. We're back. How you doing, Madeline? I'm doing great. Um, I'm just, you know, living life. Saw Beyonce last week. It was magical. Hell yeah. I mean, it was truly life-changing. It was amazing. Yeah. No, she's... Like, the vocals on point. The dancing on point. She gives a show. I heard she was, like, pretty interactive with her audience. Yeah, she was. She's, I don't know. I feel like she was, like, loosey-goosey this tour. Like, in a good way. Like, she's, I think she's, I don't know that much about her. Like, I'm acting like she's my friend. But, like, I feel like she's usually pretty, like, perfectionistic. And I feel like, is that a word? I'm really second-guessing that. Perfectionistic, yes. I just really doubted myself in that moment. I was like, did I just invent that word? It's okay, guys. We had a glass of rosé. We did. We did. Um, But, yeah, so I feel like usually she's a perfectionist. And this tour, I feel like she's really letting loose and having fun. I like that. It's very fun to see. You can, it comes through in the show. That sounds so fun. So that was magical. That was last weekend. And I loved your outfit. Thank you. It was so fun. I got these, uh, we did the fake eyelashes and it was so much glitter that I could hardly open my eyes. No, I thought because I had all these flash chats from when I went to Eras. Yeah. I was like, I wish I would have gave some to you. Oh man. Because they were so fun. That would be fun. That would be really I fun. I did have to scrub them off with rubbing alcohol. Oh, no, really? No, 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 rubbing alcohol, acetone. Dang. Which, on my face. That is tragic. We also have Daisy here. Yeah, Daisy's here potting with us tonight. So you may hear her. Daisy, you have anything to say? She just has a sad look. Yeah, she says nothing. She doesn't care about Bravo. Just kidding. She's watching it with Hi. me constantly. Me and Daisy have a love affair. Oh my goodness. Amanda, how are you? I am good. We're going to have a break next week because I am jutting off to the next part of the country, the Upper East Coast. Yeah. I'm going to Acadia, going to Maine with my high school best friends. So. <gasps> oh, I thought you were going with Gardner. Oh no, I'm going solo. Oh, girly. No, yeah. That's so, so fun. Solo girls trip. So uh, we're going to go camping. <gasps> fun. So that'll be fun. And then we'll see some more friends in Portland, Maine. So that'll be cool. You're so much braver than I am. I'm so scared of the bears and I'm so scared. I'm not scared of sleeping on the ground, but I'm just like, I feel like I've served my tent time. There's nothing scary in Acadia. Oh really? There's no bears up there or no grizzlies? No, no, the grizzlies don't live there. That's good to know. No. And I... I uh, feel superior in the way that they're not going to attack me at the campsite. I'm smarter than some... I don't I don't leave a dirty campsite, so oh, yeah, they wouldn't have, come get me. I, I love that for you. Like, you know what to do. I know You know how do. to act around a bear. I, I don't do. know my way around a bear. I do. I'm too scared. Yeah. I also decided a long time ago that if Gardner and I were ever confronted by a wild animal, that I'd have to sacrifice myself because... <laughs> 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 Because if you guys don't know, Gardner, my husband, is 6'2". I'm 5'1". Yeah. Like, if he got attacked but then didn't die and then I had to, like, drag him back to safety, I couldn't do it. That's a good point. I love that y'all have already gone down that route. Like, you know. I figured it out. I would have to sacrifice myself. He would do better at probably trying to save me and he could also carry me. Yeah, that's It just makes more sense. Yeah. So I encourage Perfect. everyone to have a plan. <laughs> yeah. Have your uh, person that you're going to give up as a sacrifice. We are uh, planned here. Uh, uh, therapist watching Bravo. Yes. Okay. 
We have an epic show for you today. Yes, we do. Initially, we were going to plan on doing attachment styles, and we we're going to use Schwartz and Katie as like an example to explore your own attachment style, kind of deep dive theirs, and some other people in the Bravo world we we're going to do too. But then Bethany came out with a podcast with Which, Rachel Raquel. Yes, and there's so much to deep dive in that that it's like we have to go into that. But I do really like the KD Tom thing. I think we we'll do probably do that, that next time. Next. Yeah, we need we're to definitely going to do it. Yeah, but uh, show interrupted by this immediate warning. So, or not warning, but immediate uh, interesting thing to talk about. That's right. So, let's so, dive in. Um, so, I'm just going to start off saying that I was, I have been a long time Bethany Frankel stan. Me too! And I feel betrayed by her at this moment. I'm so sad because I feel like she is... Gone off the deep end. She's gone off the, She's out of touch. Yeah. It's, it's hypocritical. It's like... I don't know. It's just tough to watch her be out of touch because I feel like she usually has her finger on the pulse of things. And I just feel like lately in this show in particular and all the Bravo stuff, which we'll get into, I just feel like she's kind of out of touch a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it like started with, I used to really like her on Housewives uh, agreeing with you because she would like, she'd be kind of crazy, but she'd also have these like moments where she was like humble and would listen and would agree and would say she was wrong and would see the other person's point of view or go along with what they're saying and like be really in the moment with that, which I thought was really cool. I agree. But with all the stuff she's been doing with like all of the Dollar Tree reviews and stuff like that and how awesome all these places are. And it's like... I don't know. It feels out of touch when you're like a multimillionaire. Yeah. Like going to these places that like people save up to go out to like Olive Garden and Applebee's or the Dollar Tree Literally. and stuff. I don't know. I don't I don't like that kind of stuff. I'm also sick of like Howie Mandel doing these interviews. I haven't watched the show. I don't know. And then they're interviewing Tom and Rachel. And right. it's like, they have no context. Care. I don't care what you have to say about right. it. Right. Yeah. I want somebody who has watched every second of this show. Like us. Like us. Like us. And knows what the heck they're talking about because it's a long, it's just like a person in life. If you see a little blip of their character, you're not going to understand the whole context. But if you've seen the whole show, you know a little bit more and you can speak to, okay, well, that was a moment or okay, whatever, instead of just just like this little clip. Yeah, and it was so annoying to hear her say, like, they weren't married. There's no kids involved. Why is this such a big deal? Right. And it's like, okay, yeah, they weren't, like, legally married, but they were together for 10 years. And, like, great, there was no kids involved. But it was still, like, a devastating thing. And it was still a big scandal. It just, it's, like, annoying to hear people say that. No, yeah, it is. It's like, that doesn't mean that it was any less just because they weren't married. Yeah, and like Howie Mandel, like being an asshole, being like, what's a man to do when he's got these attractions? Stop. Did he say say that? I didn't listen to that interview. I like paraphrasing. Oh my God. (laughs) But But, that was the vibe. But that was the vibe of like, what are you supposed to do when you're in a relationship? Yeah. And you just, you get these feelings for someone else you gotta act on them you sure don't you sure don't no sir why why don't we have some self-awareness and work through it that'd be great so yeah we're kind of triggered by bethany it's kind of annoying (laughs) and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about bethany frankel who has been a you know she was a real housewife of new york and she is honestly just and, and she's a legend like and she owns the skinny girl brand she has just done a lot in her career um so you know she's kind of an icon and a legend in a lot of ways but then you know back in the day I was like really pro her on New York and now I'm kind of like 
I don't know, she's kind of going down the ranks for me. I think she's just kind of someone, and this is something I admire about her, but it's also a little bit annoying. Yeah. It just seems like with her businesses, throws anything at the wall to like see what sticks. Like, yeah. All of her products, all of her business ideas, all of her business ventures. And like I heard, I don't know if it's true, but I heard like three months ago she was pitching shows to Bravo and now she's on this huge thing against Bravo and how they're exploiting all of their reality stars. So it's just kind of, it just seems like she's trying to do anything that will work or yes. that will cause hype or people will pay attention to. I agree. I agree. It's like a thirsty, thirsty, thirsty girl. So she has this podcast, and she had Rachel Raquel on the podcast. And it's the first time Rachel has talked about the anything since the reunion. Yeah, really given her side of things, um, which I, I will say, and you and I have talked about this on the podcast, after the reunion, I was very like, okay, everyone lay off of Rachel. Like yes. everyone get you off her. You felt sad for her. Yeah. Like, like we, everyone like got their licks in. You know, literally like after a while, I was like, all right, like I'm, I'm she did something wrong. She yes. murdered someone. Yeah. And, and I will say I was empathizing with her a little bit more than I am now after listening to this podcast, because it's like, I was yes. like, she had to open her mouth and like, here we are. I'm like, dang, I'm not empathizing with you as much as I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because there was some remorse, but it, it was more in word than it was in deed, if that makes sense. It felt like, oh, like, I'm not saying I'm a victim, but, you know, here's all the ways I'm a victim. It's like that shallow affect of, yes. like, they're, like, saying the words or, like, saying the therapy speak, but yes. there's not the real feeling behind it. Yeah. There's not the real understanding behind it. No. Or the action behind it. And then, right. like, everything they explain goes against what they're saying. Yes, like, for example, when she was talking about, like, um, <laughs> she said something to the effect in the podcast of, like, you know, I was just really trying to look up to my elders on the show and walk in their footsteps because, you know, I'm not the first person that cheated on this show. And it's like, are you joking? Like, we're going to blame your months-long affair with your friend's longtime boyfriend on, oh, everybody else did it? Like, no. So I'm going to do it? Yeah. No. To be a star? To be a star. I'm going to do this to sell my soul. And she did say, like, in this past season, I felt like I was selling my soul the most. And I was just, after, I, there was a few moments where I was, like, laughing out loud because it was so absurd. It was so absurd. And there is, like, a moment, I can't remember exactly what she says, but it's in the part two, and it's about, like, ten minutes in. Yeah. Where she was saying something to the effect of, like, Tom becoming a producer on the show yeah. on this like newest season or something about like the producers or someone kind of made this happen. Yeah. And I was like, you chose to have an affair. Yes. Like, like I think Bethany had a point in like, yes, there is more alcohol involved pro or, or drugs. Yeah. Than probably would normally be involved in your life. You probably wouldn't be hanging out with these people as much or totally. on this night. It is like kind of curated. I like agree with that. Yeah. They did not make you have an affair. No, no, it wasn't even a storyline like, because, and they stopped filming and then they brought it back like that. I don't see that. And it was like the whole tone of the podcast is like of her still not taking responsibility of how much it hurt. And like, I, I don't even mean it in a way of like, it's this, it's happened months ago. You yeah. don't need to repeatedly, every time you show up somewhere, take responsibility for this. Right. But if you 
on it talking about it, mm-hmm. she's like playing the victim. Yes. Like I don't need her to like if she's going on a podcast to talk about something else, like I wouldn't need you to own up about the scandal. Right. Like that's fine. Go yeah. on, move on with your life. Yeah. You were more than this just this thing happening. Yeah. But she still plays like the victim and like this happened to her and right. she made the choices because of her elders I know. and everyone was cheating. And it's like yeah. You knew what you were doing. doing. Was you bad. did. Yeah. Like I I did feel for her whenever she was talking about how Tom like recorded that without her knowledge but at the same time like you participated in that like you shouldn't have been there in the first place but that was uncool that he did that well like maybe the most mad when they were talking about it on the podcast he was like yeah you should not like she that was without her consent to record that yeah that is fucking on Tom. It is on Tom. And, and then, why are we not talking about Tom, Tom more? Like, freaking Tom. And like on the podcast and even us now, yeah. like she was blaming Ariana because in the heat of the moment when Ariana found out about everything, she, Ariana texted Rachel yeah. the videos of her masturbating or the, the right. sex tape she made. Um, so she's like, where did Ariana send that? I felt this was another thing. We're going to come back to the Tom thing. But this was another thing that really upset me. Is Rachel and the part one kept saying, Ariana begged me. She was begging me to tell me what happened. She kept saying the word beg. And she's like, she kept begging me to tell me what happened and mm-hmm. how long this had been going on. Like, Ariana was like pathetic for doing that. And I'm like, mm, I didn't you even were catch her that. That's friend. A good point. Yeah. And you had been having an affair with her partner. Yeah. And you're going to like act like she was being ridiculous in that moment to want to know what was going on. Yeah. That made me so mad at her, at Rachel, to be like, you really aren't taking any responsibility. Yeah. Like that that was an outrageous thing, a ridiculous thing that Ariana wanted to know how long you had been having sex with her partner. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Also, I also didn't like when Bethany was like, do you believe that the phone just like fell out of his pocket and like that wasn't like the plan? Like, dude. Like it had another, again, another orchestra thing I think for the show not and everything I, I know I know I'm not naive like I know some things are or, orchestrated on the, and like Absolutely. strings are pulled and there's production and all this stuff but at the same time like you can only produce so much like there there has to be you know something to the casting of the people on the show and they know that they're gonna be but you know like it's just and I believe what Ariana said, like she said on her side that like when she had the phone, she had kind of like this spidey sense. Or yeah, I like think women's intuition. Women's intuition was like divine intervention to like look at the phone. And like that's a real thing. Like yeah. if you read books about affairs, they talk about this like sixth sense that you get that like totally. something's going on. And she'd been questioning him for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And searching his phone, it makes sense. Yeah, no, that that's not the first time I've heard of a woman looking through a person's, her partner's phone. Exactly. You know, like that doesn't surprise me. It's not like that's an orchestrated event. Especially when he's out like all hours of the night. Yeah. Like she was saying. So like that pissed me off. It pissed me off that Rachel was like making Ariana look pathetic for like wanting to know how long she'd been cheated on. Like that was Ariana's like lowest moment. Yeah. And Rachel was just like looking down on her in that moment when she was the one that hurt her. I know. And that was like another one of those moments that made me kind of take away that like feeling bad for her because she like was not understanding of like, oh my God, I 
hurt this and it, yeah. whether they were best friends or friends or acquaintances or cast members which or whatever, I but, like, laughed when they said but, acquaintances like but come you on. hurt somebody so yeah. much yeah. and you're gonna like act like they're pathetic I know in that moment for being hurt yeah that's why it's it feels like awful. fake accountability it doesn't it feels like oh yes. I'm gonna say I'm being I'm not a victim I'm gonna say I'm being accountable and taking ownership but doing that looks much different than what she's doing in my opinion yes it's it's closer but it's not there um yeah you know and you can tell that she learned some stuff in treatment and you can but, tell. but I don't think that she is has solidified that lesson for herself just yet yeah it just feels like the very beginning yeah I agree and I- she also acts like she's a little baby we're the same age me and her are the same age you're 28 and yes because Bethany's like how old are you like as if she's an infant I'm like she's an adult person I know she we're not like old I know but like dude come on Anyways, that just I just remembered that that flew no, but all it's over like another, me. Another, I think, like a part of the image of like her being another part of the image of her being a victim, or right? Something yeah, in all of this, just a little baby. It's like, like no damsel in distress, right? Like, come on, you're 28 years old. You're not like 14. So that that part upset me a lot. Yeah, to hear her kind of talk about it in that way, right? To hurt someone and then to like call them pathetic for being hurt, like that's yeah. so lame. Icky, yeah. Icky. I can't think of like the clinical word. I know. For it. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll find <laughs> Maybe it. We'll, we'll find it. So, um, but back to Tom. Yes. In like the shitty part about him that they were not really addressing on the podcast, he was the one that recorded that video without her consent. Yeah. It is him. Yeah. And while Ariana's showing it to people, it's not cool. Like, we don't condone that either. Like, yeah. I totally disagree with that. But like, he was the one that started it and they were not confronting him about it. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Or commenting on it. Not that they would have to confront him, but they weren't saying anything of like, not fucking cool that you are secretly recording yeah. sex stuff no, without I, someone's consent. I left that podcast after listening to it today and thinking like, okay, Tom is still the biggest villain in my eyes. And it was really interesting because they even commented on that yes as they were making him not the biggest villain i know and making ariana the villain like come on actually i think this is good for us to talk about like they talked a lot about like what they said to rachel at the reunion which i thought was interesting and i think there's a nuanced conversation there because i don't yeah we do want to talk about that yeah i don't condone um what ariana was saying in the sense of like you're nothing and you're subhuman you're subhuman like you're a dementor yeah no okay also i did get a kick out of bethany reading that with like flat affect like that was so funny she was like she said you're a dementor and i was just like and she said <laughs> she said you fuck go fuck a cheese grater and i was like she said that so like there was so much comedy in that when you watch it the first time and when bethany said it, i was like it's not as fun it was when, like, <laughs> it's not as fun when you say it um, she was really monotone she was very monotone not that she should have been like emphatic about it but it was interesting right it was just like that's a choice um but it kind a, of it's a choice it's a, you made for your podcast that's right um but so i yeah i don't condone i don't think that that was cool that she said it all that stuff and at the same time i agree it was right after it happened it was very fresh and it was an emotional response what Rachel still did was uncool. Like, even though Ariana said something, like, emotionally charged, I don't know if it just, like, it's not equal. Not that we're equating bad things, but it's not equal to what Rachel did. I just so agree with you. Yeah. Of, I, and I, yeah, 
I don't agree with like all of the words she said, how mean she was. Right, that was not She cool. should have said like, I cannot fucking believe you did that to me. Yeah. I'm so angry at you. I want nothing to do with you ever again. Like right. we're never friends. Period. Like what you did was so hurtful. But she did ham it up and she is she, on reality TV. Exactly, exactly. And she did it like eviscerate her. And so Bethany in her podcast was calling that emotional abuse. And if you read like the textbook definition of emotional abuse. Sure. That is what it was. Right. It was horrible it was mean it was condescending it was putting someone down it was really wanting to hurt her and get at rachel so i agree with that i also think though that when you just found out that you were betrayed to that level an explosion of rage and saying things like that that may be emotional abuse yeah it's not an uncommon response no and not at all i think like the tricky part there is like while we don't condone it you did something so insanely hurtful. Right. So there is going to, you are going to cause an explosion when you have an affair with your friend's partner. This is like what we talk about a lot of the time. Like the response that you give to the action can take away your power. Like that, because we, I think we've been condoning Ariana because she kept her composure, but some she of her, did not then. yeah, in that moment, she like kind of lost her shit, but like, understandably, like I would probably lose my mind if I was best friends with, like if I was in, if I was in that situation, I would be, I would say, I know you like Harry Potter too. And I also think like an important thing to note is Ariana didn't keep doing it. Yeah. It was like at the reunion and she shouldn't have done it then, but it's not like she kept texting Rachel. Yeah. She didn't keep going after her. Right. I, I'm, we don't know, but from what we have heard, it's just like blocked, nothing, no communication. It wasn't like a pattern of something. No. And there is a difference between like an explosion of rage and an ongoing pattern that is used to coerce or manipulate or right, control. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So that is different. And it's also like you did this giant hurtful thing and then we focused so much on the couple of words that Ariana said. Like it's not the same. Like yeah. we didn't talk about all the deceit and the deception and the double lying and the asking about her sex life knowing you were having sex with her right. common law husband. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I was really interested with Bethany too, talking about her therapist's response. Cause she was like, did, did you catch that segment? Yes. Whenever she was like, yes. I asked my therapist to watch the reunion, but of course he had not seen anything else either and had no context for the situation, but it's fine. Um, but he did, I did think it was interesting what he said. I, in a vacuum, I probably would have said the same thing. Um, but knowing the whole context, I feel a little bit different, um, but he kind of what what exactly did he say? He said something like it's not. I think he said uh, it was abuse and not, not punishment. And not punishment. That's what he was distinguishing against. And yeah, I kind of see that it it was intense. But it was intense. And I did. And, I, yeah. But I also think that is like another reason that you and I were like hoping that Rachel didn't go back. Exactly. Because it's it was like, like you do it's not, not going to be constructive. We do not like. I do not. I felt like in a weird way protective over her I know. of like you got it really bad yeah you need to go work on yourself you do not need to subject yourself to more harm and more abuse yeah i really agreed with that yeah but he, that's he, why she should not be on the show again and she's not which is good right and what and i did agree with what her bethany's therapist was saying about how it wasn't con, or there wasn't a goal that it wasn't constructive it was just kind of like it's just to hurt it was just it was just to shit on her yeah so in that way yes. and i i totally agree you should not just be 
a doing beat down. that stuff to hurt someone. Right. Yeah. It was. I agree with that. It wasn't productive. But you know, at the same time, you know, what what she did was not sm- a small it, thing. What I didn't like about the podcast is that like focusing on how wrong that was when it's like you did not look at Rachel's offense. Yeah. Not nearly as in depth. Right. So that felt very uneven and unbalanced. I agree with that. Also, Bethany talking about how her interns make the same amount. There's no way she's paying her interns $350,000 annually. There's no way. My intern makes $350,000. There there ain't no way, Bethany. I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows? I don't know Bethany's financial situation. I'm sure she's doing well, but I don't know any assistant who would make that much. That's insane. That's that's a wild figure. What does, like, the real person make? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I guess a lot more. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, I also thought it was just funny when Rachel was just talking about her, and it is sad, her situation of her birth mom oh, gave yeah. her up for adoption to her aunt, yeah. who is her adoptive mom. Right. But in explaining that, she shared, I'm a miracle. Yeah. I just thought it was like funny the way she said that. <laughs> like yeah. she, she kind of said it the way I took it was like in a way, I'm better than everyone. I, I know. I'm so special. <laughs> like we were all born. You're not special. We're all miracles really. We are. Yeah. You said it best. <laughs> um, we did like something that Rachel said that she learned in her therapy. And I think that's like something she's like starting to pay attention to uh, that I think a lot of people can relate to was confusing intensity for intimacy. Yeah. And I think this happens in a lot of relationships, like, yeah. especially in the beginning. If it is like a hot wire connection, yep. if it's like hot and heavy if there's like love bombing yeah. or if there is like a weird sense of they're saying things like you're so incredible. I like, you're the best person I've ever met, but right. you've known them for a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's like, they don't really have the right to say that. No, they don't fully know you. They can't fully know you at that And I rate. think Tom with whatever, you know, psychological stuff he has going on with him, he is intense. Yeah, he is. He does bring the intensity. I mean, if I don't know if and this... people have said like he like other people in the Vanderpump sorry to cut you off. No. I do that. Um I'm <laughs> I <it>. do that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys. Um other people in the Vanderpump group have said like he makes you feel so special, like you're the only one in the room. Okay, not diagnosing him. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's a narcissist. I'm not saying that he has narcissistic personality disorder. Let me just put that out there. But if he was, um, isn't there something about that? Like feeling the warmth of a narcissist, like sunlight, and then it goes away and like what that feels like when it goes away. Yeah. I think that is a thing. I don't, again, not diagnosing him because I don't know him. It would be to like kind of manipulate you to their benefit. Exactly. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of manipulation in that. And I'm sure that felt really good when like you were in his sunlight. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure people out there can relate to that when, like, someone who is kind of more manipulative kind of, like, love bombs you and makes you feel really special and makes you feel... And I, I think Rachel did have, like, a good point of, like, she was still healing from the relationship with James. Yeah, and so I think yeah. feeling that love and that 
or I say love, like in quotes, but right. like that intensity and that connection and someone really focusing on you. Right. Like I would really see how that would feel good. It's like what we're, yeah, we said that before. Like she was in a vulnerable position she coming was. out of that relationship. Yeah. And I think she was really looking for that validation and acceptance and love. I still feel for her in that way. Yeah, me too. But it was interesting. I thought it was good that she learned about some love addiction stuff. Um, and it made me think about that Esther Perel quote. I think, gosh, I think it's obstacle plus desire equals excitement. Um, I can't remember if I have that perfectly right, but there, you know, when there is an obstacle, I think it does add like this extra challenge. Yes. It adds a level of excitement and I'm sure that that was part of the equation for them too. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I, um, heard someone like say one time wondering why they had they were a couple they had met being in a in an affair yeah and they had wondered and then they were like out and not in an affair anymore and like an established couple and they're like why isn't the sex as hot anymore yeah yeah ain't no obstacle ain't no obstacles <laughs> i think i think that's like you know in when you have infatuation and you're starting out and you're courting there are a lot of obstacles and i think that people get confused when that goes away because when you live together there's less obstacles yeah. to be honest like the obstacles are like zero you could do it at any time at any time yeah i mean this is like such a weird way to think about it but like there is something about like when you're like young or teenagers are in college and like you're not supposed again not yeah. supposed to be having sex or something right. like that it makes it like that much more fun totally you're doing a thing you're like not supposed to be doing exactly it's like oh i'm breaking the rules, I'm breaking the rules. <laughs> so fun. and i'm into this person so it's like you know it's like a double whammy and it, yeah that's when desire spikes so i wonder if that kind of flamed you know fan the flames of their desire and you know and why in in and like sure in affairs in, a, in, in general messed up way made um, Rachel, that I think a lot of people can relate to, it makes you feel more special. Yeah, like, like he's choosing me. Choosing me, risking it all for me. Yeah, like it's not convenient. Going out of their way exactly. to see me and not right. convenient. I yeah. just hit Madeline because we were saying the same thing. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. So, okay, one, kind of like our last note that we thought was interesting is Tom and Ariana are still living in in the house together. Yeah. And Rachel also mentioned on the podcast, and this made sense to me, Rachel gave Tom her keys for Tom to stay at her apartment while she was away at Meadows getting treatment for 90 days, which would have made perfect sense. And Tom refused to go and he stayed in the house with Ariana. Which I was speculating like, oh, like maybe he wouldn't want the paparazzi on him. But Amanda made a good point earlier um, when we were talking about this off mic. The paparazzi were going to be on him anyway. Like, yeah. why would he care? They were at their house. Yeah. Yeah. They were everywhere. Yes. They were anywhere that they were breathing air. They were outside of the building ready to take his picture. So I don't know why he wouldn't have gone to I Rachel's apartment. We were like wondering if he like loves the drama. Yeah. Or if, cause I think that there was something too, even if he didn't want to be with Ariana anymore. Yeah. That he was like not ready to end it. Yeah. Or I could see that. a weird way of still trying to control a narrative. I, yeah. I think I see him as wanting to remain in the drama and remaining relevant and yeah. you know i think that he can be in the mix still if he's in that house yeah what a way to remain relevant i mean truly of like, like doing a weird ass living situation after you broke up right like no matter what you cannot escape me like oh yeah i would i would hate and ariana's position that would be horrible i have also heard i don't know if it's true but it would like make sense with the bars and tom's 
Also on Reddit, I like love this. They call him Tim. And I think it's... Which one? Sandoval? Yeah. Tim. <laughs> so funny. There's honestly nothing more insulting than calling someone the wrong, wrong name. <laughs> like close, but like not it. I heard somebody recently say like if you want to like be vindictive towards somebody and you don't want to be overtly vindictive, to just call them the wrong name on purpose. Also, there's just like something <laughs> funny about Tim. Tim. Like, it's, just... it's just so like succinct. Tim. <laughs> That's great. Tom Tim. Um, <laughs> uh, oh my God, what was I saying? Oh my gosh, Tim. Oh, the that, house. With all uh, of financial. the bars, that it would make sense like, if they were upside down on their house. And again, yeah. like I saw this, I listened to Heather McDonald, Juicy Scoop, and she has a Juicy Scoop obsessed Facebook page. I highly recommend both of those. But people were showing sc- screenshots that it is like both of their names, Ariana and Tom's, on the deed. Yeah. But it's like all the same financials like it's not like ariana was saying a couple seasons ago you can't just like own a portion of the house it's like both of you so yeah if if someone's not paying both of you go down like yeah the bank will take it back lisa really it's not like they only take tom tim's half yeah (laughs) it's not just tim's half it's both of you all together (laughs) they take which is unfortunate i wonder if they're both so upside down or he's so upside down on the house and therefore she's so upside down on the house that like they're having to stay there and trying to make payments so they can sell it i I mean but dang like i don't know it's been months this was march it's now august i i'm fast i'm gonna be so interested when the new season comes out which i i've got to know when that is I know. I th- I am hoping they'll like speed it up. I know. I'm I'm here for this because I want to see the ins and outs of that. Like, is it yeah. like a situation where he's like, "No, I'm not leaving." Yeah. You know, because I would I imagine. I mean, for, I'm looking at the energy she brought in the end of last season. She's probably like, "Get the hell out of here." Well, and I would also understand to be like, "You fucked me over in the relationship. I'm not getting fucked over financially." I don't right. know if that's like a part of it. True. She seemed to not be super well versed because like. Yeah, Lisa was explaining that. Tim can't just refinance his portion. <laughs> yeah, Lisa was really like, she warned her on that. Yes, yeah, she did. And she seemed to kind of blow it off. Yeah, she did. I mean, we don't know, but that's what it seemed like. Oh, man. So we're going to be super excited to see. I hope they like Zoom the season out. So because you guys know we will be on it and on talking it. about it. I also need Beverly Hills to come back. We'll be talking about that. Cannot wait for that. So up next, though, yeah. we're going to be off next week because I will be in the Acadia National Park. But Woo. then we will be back. Yes. Uh, and we're going to do the attachment styles. We're going to share a little bit about your attachment style and like just kind of like explain what it is. So yes. You can identify yours and your partners. Super and then helpful. We're going like, to dive into like Tom and Katie and other relationships and kind of show you what it looks like. So you yeah. get a good idea. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I can't wait. I love attachment styles. So informative. It's like everyone should know this. Everyone should know. It's just like, it's like your personality type, your love language, your Enneagram. All wrapped in Like, one. and then learning and your attachment style is just an extra layer of that. If you have a partner and you've been together for a while, it explain why you have kind of the same fight over and over. Yep. We'll go into that. We're going to get into it. So thank you guys for listening along. We are therapists watching Bravo. You can follow us on Instagram. You can also email us any questions, comments, thoughts, feelings, observations at therapistswatchingbravo at gmail.com. Yep. And we love hanging out with you guys. It was fun. It was fun. Keep it real. Keep it real. Bye. Bye.